Hey folks, big announcement. I am now doing in-person readings in New York City at Earth Angel Crystal. It's just one subway stop from Manhattan. If you're in the New York City area and want a mediumship reading or a card reading with me, you now have a place to see me in person. For more information, go to juanfranciscospirit.com slash readings. You'll find everything you need to know on my website to set up your appointment. I can't wait to meet you in person. Happy Monday if you're listening to this on a Monday, the day that it's released, or happy day if it's any other day of the week. I hope that you are all doing very well in the first few weeks of 2022. I am so excited to talk about today's topic, about past life regression. It's something that I have talked with a few folks about in my life, and it's a very interesting topic because people have different opinions about having past lives. But first, before we get to our topic today, if you really, really like this podcast, hit the follow or the subscribe button in your podcast listening service. If you really, really, really times three like this podcast, give us a rating. You can now rate us on the Spotify app. So if you're listening on Spotify, rate this podcast, whatever number of stars you feel it deserves. And thank you so much for that. And lastly, before we get into the topic of past lives, you can follow me on Instagram. You can find me at Juan Francisco. NY. That's Francisco like the city, San Francisco. Juan Francisco NY on Instagram. I love posting things on Instagram. I do Tuesday tarot readings every Tuesday. I post about my crystals. I also do live tarot readings from once in a while. Uh, they're free, of course, because they're on Instagram live. And also once in a while, I will do live tarot readings with a friend of mine. And uh, my friend's name is Natalie, and I also suggest that you follow her. She is Natalie with two E's, Namaste, on Instagram. She was interviewed on this podcast a couple episodes ago. She's absolutely wonderful and just so gifted as an intuitive and just a wonderful, wonderful person to talk to and to refer to when it comes to uh, tarot card readings and uh, the, the content that she posts on Instagram is so fun. So once in a while, you'll see me do a live tarot card reading session with her for our followers. And it's something we actually did. Uh, today is the, t- today when this podcast comes out, it's January 17th. We did one last night. So now into our topic of past lives. So to give some context, if you didn't listen to the past, uh, the last rather episode about being a born again Christian, and what's kind of funny is that was about being a born again Christian. This episode is about being born again and again and again and again and again and again and again. So I grew up with a very spiritual family, and then I was um, I was put into Catholic school and then into Protestant high school, and that for the time uh, at that time molded how I thought about other religions, about myself as a human being with a soul. And uh, past lives was not a thing that I wanted to believe in. Until in my Protestant high school, this is pretty ironic, I was in a world religions class. And the point of this class was to learn about other religions that we could defend our own Christianity when we interact with people of those other religions. Not in a mean way, just like as just to be like the the idea was to learn about these religions so we could know more about them and not feel so afraid of interacting with people of those religions but we talk about the word of god and jesus christ as our savior uh as the script goes for the new age chapter or part of this world religions class we learned about past life regression uh crystals i think we hit on crystals um psychic intuition and things like that and um 
aliens from outer space being our ancestors. And we watched Shirley MacLaine's movie, a TV movie, Out on a Limb, which was based on her book. And in that movie and in her book, she talks about having past lives. And I was very intrigued by that. And of course, at that time, I was like, oh, you know, this stuff is just not cool, but it's interesting, but it's not cool. But I couldn't help but feel a little tinge of belief that there must be something to past lives or something of our energy that has been here before continues to be here if it doesn't go, if it doesn't, if it doesn't decide or if God doesn't decide to have us stay in and stay in a lounge in heaven with all the, with all the peeps. In my college years, I became much more open-minded. I read some books about new age spirituality or that, that were part of the new age uh, section of literature, so to speak. And my, uh, I have a relative of mine who is a very close relative and they had done past life regression therapy before, and they had been trained in it by Dr. Brian Weiss. Uh, they had gone to Brian Weiss's seminars and learned how to do this for other people. Now, Dr. Brian Weiss is a huge, huge, huge figure in the space of, um, New Age mysticism, and particularly past life, past life topics. And his book, Many Lives, Many Masters, was a game changer, not just in the New Age spiritual realm, but just, I think, uh, across across literature. It's just one of those seminal works of, of literature within the category of, of past life regression and, and New Age spirituality. So I read his book, and then this relative offered to, do, to, do, um, to help me go into a regression state. We made sure the family dog was in another room. We made sure the curtains were drawn so as little light could come into the room as possible, but enough to see in the room, put on some gentle music, and then he led me through this progression. And I'll share with you in this episode what I saw, or as many may say, what I remembered. So the first past life I saw, I was a Native American man in what felt like California in the Yosemite area or somewhere similar in the 1800s. And I remember I was telling my my relative and he wrote notes down and I also recorded this. I still have the recording from this regression. It's two hours long. I remember that I told him, I am a tall, beautiful man with long black hair and I'm barely wearing any clothing because that's just the, 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 um, the style of apparel for the culture that I'm in at this time. And I have very, because uh, in this lifetime, I do have tan skin, tan to white skin. But in that lifetime, I had very naturally, uh, very natural uh, dark tan skin, darker than the skin I have in this lifetime. I remember I was standing on a rock and I had my hunting equipment with me. And I was looking out into the, into nature. I remember I was in a clearing in the middle of a forest and this clearing had all these boulders. And I'm looking up to the sun in the sky and out to the trees and I'm enjoying it. I'm breathing it in. And I told my uncle, I feel so one with nature. I feel so close to it. And I just feel so beautiful. I, I can feel how beautiful I am because I am part of nature and nature's part of me. So I am this man, right? And... All of a sudden, it's my, my mind, what I'm seeing in my mind, skips to another, let's call it a scene, another scene in this lifetime, 
where I see a white man coming out of the forest and he's wearing European style clothes, but he looks like he is a, um, uh, like a prospector. Is that what it's called? Like a gold rush, like a gold prospector. Like when I saw this man, my Juan, Juan talking to my uncle during this regression in meditative state, it's telling my uncle, I feel like this is the gold rush time. Like, or there's some kind of expansion out towards the West where I live. And so this European man, European looking man, European looking white man comes out of the the trees and he approaches me and I look at him with a lot of wonder. He looks at me with a lot of wonder. Now, this next part is a little bizarre because I wouldn't believe that someone told me this, okay? And I promise not all my past lives are this exciting. They're really not. Well, they're interesting, very interesting, but not as exciting probably to you, the listener. The next scene that my that that memory those memories skip to was me and this man in a loving relationship. Like we are, but we're we have we are having a loving relationship, physical, emotional, spiritual, in secrecy, and in this clearing that I'm in, that there that I first saw myself in, and he and I are very just connected to each other. While we don't understand each other fully, each other's cultures, we. There's just this connection that we feel when we are physically, emotionally together. And I recognized in this man in that lifetime, the soul of my ex from this current lifetime. I know that's a lot. I know it's a lot. (laughs) It's like a freaking romance novel. My ex in this lifetime, we had this issue of being um, together. There was an element of secrecy to us being together, me and my ex. So when I was remembering this past lifetime and noticing the soul of my ex in this white man who was having a relationship with me, another man, but an also Native American man, I recognize my ex in the eyes of that person in that lifetime. Now, that was quite a first past life for me to share with you. I know it has like Nicholas Sparks and all that stuff written all over it. That's what I saw. But I'm going to share with you two other lifetimes I saw that maybe it may sound a little more realistic to you. And I'm going to be totally honest. Thinking about this lifetime that I saw with myself as a Native American, I... I can't believe it as I'm sharing it with you because it's a little, it's bizarre, (laughs) but it's what I saw. And is it out of the realm of possibility? No. Homosexuality has been a part of humanity forever. So why not? Right. It's not like this would have been a thing just past the 1960s. This is, this isn't just some fan fiction or some fantasy novel written in the seventies or eighties. Like this could have been a thing in the 1800s. But that is what I saw. Before I go on to my second lifetime that I saw in that regression session, I want to make a quick note. I fully acknowledge that cultural appropriation is a thing. And I'm going to make a note. I'm going to tell you now that at the end of this episode, I'm going to say something about cultural appropriation and how we relate to our past lives. So keep, keep that in mind. So the second lifetime that I saw, I was an elderly man on my deathbed in England, and it was the 1700s or the 1800s. 
Now, this is where it gets a little confusing because I told you the last lifetime is in the 1800s, but obviously 100 years, a lot can happen in 100 years, and lifetime expectancy was lower back then for, like, everybody, mostly. So, uh, from what I know, I'm not that edu educated on that. So, it's possible that maybe this lifetime as, a, as an elderly man happened after my lifetime as a Native American or before. I'm not too sure about that, but it was definitely the 17, 1700s or 1800s, somewhere around that, those 200 years. <laughs> So I'm on my deathbed. I'm very, very old. I am a white man. And I look up at my nurse. And my nurse in that lifetime, uh, I can see what she looks like now. She is a, a plump woman in that lifetime. And she has a very, very sweet face. And she has a nurse's outfit on. And she's looking down at, down at me on my deathbed. And she is, has a very loving look on her face and is very, very caring. And I recognize in that person, that nurse, a friend that I have in this current lifetime. And I saw myself die. And legit, my, I, I felt my soul. I saw myself rise out of my body through the roof of what was a log cabin. It was like a log or wooden cabin. It was one big room. And I went through the roof, the A-frame roof, and I saw myself go up to the sky. And in my periphery vision, on my soul's periphery vision, I saw trees, green grass and trees. So I was like in the country or like in the suburbs of a major, uh, of a city. I don't know. It was somewhere where there were a lot of trees and green grass. I went up into the sky and I went through the clouds. And then I saw a man who was dressed in white robes. And I could only see him neck down. I could not see his face. This like white light bathed his face and I couldn't see it. Now, I'm going to say this because this is, this is what I understood this man, who I understood this man to be because of my frame of reference growing up Catholic. But when I, when I first saw this man in the clouds and then I hugged him, I felt like it was Jesus Christ. Now, when I hugged him, I felt like I was hugging him like he was my big brother or like my, my dad. He just felt like so familial, so blood related to me. And I felt like I was coming home to something. And he just welcomed me. His, his embrace was so nice. And that was the end of that lifetime. That I, well, that was the end of the memories from that lifetime or that soul journey from that lifetime. My third past life, I was a young girl, a little girl, maybe I think I was eight years old, nine years old, in Russia or some East European country. And I feel like it was the early 1900s or late 1800s. And I remember that my, uh, um, that the people, most of the people that I've grown up with in this lifetime were in that lifetime. And one of the people in that lifetime who was a family member treated me very unkindly and it was, uh, it was abusive. And while I am telling this to my relative who's doing this regression for me, I start hyperventilating and I start crying intensely. And I won't share what kind of abuse it was in that lifetime because I don't want to upset anybody listening to this podcast. But it was so upsetting that I was, that as I'm telling my, 
my relative, what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing as that young eight-year-old girl in that lifetime, I am, my breathing, my heartbeat rises, my breathing is faster and I'm crying, hyperventilating so much that he had to put his hand on my, on my forehead to help me calm down. It was very intense, really, really, really intense. And when I think about the person who was unkind to me in that lifetime, I recognized in that person the soul of someone in this lifetime with whom I've had some difficulties with. And in some ways, it wasn't the same kind of abuse as in that lifetime. But in this lifetime, they've done things that could be considered emotionally abusive um, more than anything else. I find that very interesting. So those are my three past lives that I saw. I think there was one more and I would have to go back to my recording of that day and see if I'm missing one. But that is what I remember right now and what I want to share with you. And another note, um, before I get to the note about cultural appropriation, I sometimes do feel like I'll listen to a piece of old music. I'll go to some place, like a a place that is very old. Um, I will meet somebody and in any of those types of interactions or engagements with, with like the outer world, I will feel like I, I recognize something from my past. It happens a lot when I listen to this 1930s singer named Annette Hanshaw, who I have just such an affinity for. I just absolutely love her. I've, I've gone to visit her burial place. It's like her resting place uh, twice. And, um, I just absolutely, absolutely love her so much. I connect with her music and with her voice and with her personality, that she, the personality she had when she was alive. Connected with, with all of it so much. And I can't help but feel when I listen to her music that I was a woman, that I was a woman in the 1920s or 30s, that I was a flapper, like free-spirited flapper woman. Do I know that for sure? No, but I just feel it. It just feels so strong for me. And... I definitely encourage you as I will, I'm going to be posting this on Instagram this week about those moments when you feel like you recognize something from your past that really isn't your past. (laughs) Take note of those things. If something feels familiar and you don't know why, just make a mental note or jot it down somewhere on your phone or on a notepad because maybe there are hints as to who you were in a past life if that's something you believe in and feel open to believing in. And I'll be very honest, I don't know if I fully, 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 100% believe that I have had past lives. After everything I just told you, to be honest, the lifetime as a Native American with that romance, that makes me feel like that had to be something I made up in my head. Like, come on. But there was nothing that I was thinking at that moment when I was in that regression that would have influenced those ideas coming up for me. You know what I mean? It was just kind of out of left field. Even while I was talking about it, when I was telling my my relative what I was seeing in my meditative state, even I think I was saying like, this is so weird. Like I'm, I'm like, this is happening in this lifetime. And I remember commenting on it. It was so, um, those are moments when I feel like, is this real? But um, the fact that there are things that I've seen in my mind's eye and images I've seen, in images that I saw in that regression, and sometimes I still see to this day, once in a while, that I can't explain as something that uh, that I made up because it comes out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And so I have to believe that there must be something spiritually tied to these images and feelings that I get. 
Now, I want to mention cultural appropriation. So I did say that my first, uh, the lifetime that I, mem- that, that I first talked about here in this episode was about me being Native American. And the other lifetimes, I was an elderly white man. And the, another lifetime, I was a young girl in Russia or in East Europe. And I feel like there's a lot to, to, be, to be said in the spiritual community about how we relate to our past lives in this lifetime without appropriating the cultures from those lifetimes. So for example, as a kid, I always felt so connected to Native American culture. So it doesn't surprise me that the first lifetime I saw in this regression was me as a Native American. I've always felt so connected connected to Native American culture. Seeing this past life in my regression was kind of confirmation that I have some kind of soul, I had to have a soul connection to Native American culture in some way. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to live my life, this current lifetime, as if I am Native American, that would be very disrespectful and rude. And I think there is something to uh, to think about there. I think it's okay to acknowledge, yes, I've had a past life as XYZ. But there's a reason that, we're, we, that we have not been born again into that lifetime or that culture in this lifetime. So if I were, if I was meant to express myself in this lifetime, as part of a Native American tribe, I would have been born into that tribe. But I was born as Juan Francisco in Houston, Texas, and in Miami, Florida, as a Latinx, European, Asian, mixed person. And I don't have a, what I, I don't believe I have a right to express myself in that way just because I had a past life as a Native American person. It doesn't work that way. And I think there's, there is, um, there is, an importance to thinking about past lives very mindfully and how we interact with with the memories from those past lives as our current selves, it's very, very, very important. And so I want to make that very clear that by sharing my past lives, I in no way endorse the idea of um, taking on the cultures of other people in the lifetime we're in. Because again, if we were meant to, then that means we would have been born into those cultures, but we have not been. So we need to respect that. So that's the end of my story time of past lives. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I hope it made you get very imaginative because um, some of them were very, some of the things I shared were very, um, people might say are very out there. I mean, hey, me having this podcast, that in and of itself to many people is very out there. So how much more out there can I get, right? Before we go, I want to share something a little exciting. I, as you know, am a tarot card reader, and I have been hesitant to make that a thing with strangers, (laughs) but by doing readings on Instagram lives and doing readings alongside my friend through our, uh, our duo Instagram live moments, I've been starting to feel like people really resonate with how I read the cards. And so I am starting to offer tarot card readings for those who are interested. You can just go to my website, thirdeyesight.media slash readings. You can book 15 minutes with me, 30 minutes with me, or 60 minutes slash an hour with me. And for the time being, it is pay as you wish. And the reason I'm doing that is because I am starting out for the first time, putting myself out there as a tarot card reader. And I want to respect the fact that I am a beginner to uh, doing that, um, to approaching this intuitive work 
professionally. I want to respect that I'm a beginner. I also respect my time, but I more than anything want to respect you and your um, your time doing readings with someone who is beginning to put themselves out there, just beginning to put themselves out there. So that's why I do pay as you wish. That will change eventually. If I feel like this is something I'm meant to do and the readings I do with folks validate that I'm supposed to be doing this with people to help them heal, to help them be themselves more, then eventually I will set a price. I think everyone's time is valuable and I do want to value my time. But for now, I really want to do pay as you wish because I think it's it's the it's the thing that I should be doing right now. I feel called to do pay as you wish while I figure out if I'm meant to do this as um as a part of my professional intuitive life. <laughs> it's all very new to me. And for that reason, pay as you wish. And very, very last thing. I had the honor of being interviewed by Josh Sanchez of Pod, the podcast called Your Spiritual Best Friend, and it was released Friday, January 14th. And episode 25 of that podcast is an interview with me and getting to know more about myself as a professional publicist, as a podcaster, as a spiritual intuitive, as a tarot card reader. And there's a part two to that episode where I, in which I do a tarot card reading for the podcast host, Josh. It was really fun, really great. All I have to do is look up your spiritual best friend anywhere that you listen to a podcast, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It was a, such a great, great, fun conversation. So that is all we have for today. I hope that if you are in a cold environment, you're keeping very warm. I have a cup of hot chocolate in front of me right now. I'm in my sweater in my studio apartment, and it is 25 degrees right now in New York City, and it was 12 or 16 degrees earlier this morning, which is insane. And if you were in a warm environment, bask in it and enjoy it for us folks who are in cold environments. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, a wonderful rest of your week, and thank you again for listening to Third Eyesight. If you have a question or topic you want me to cover on Third Eyesight, head to my website, juanfranciscospirit.com slash contact and send a message my way. If you really enjoyed this episode, leave a review wherever you listen. I'd really appreciate it.